Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, I'm good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Happy New Year to you. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the gentleman said, what's the window for the wishing of the Happy New Year? And he was like, January 2nd. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, Happy New Year. And it was like January 12th. So, right. That'll be the last one, but it is 2024. It is January. The gym is sadly slowly getting a little less busy, but nice for me who likes to go sit in the sauna. I want to welcome all of you new listeners in specifically if 2024 is going to be your year and you're going to adopt a fasting lifestyle. We want to welcome you in to our humble opinion, the best fasting podcast out there. That's enough self-aggrandizing, but yeah, we are a little biased, of course, but welcome in if you want to learn more about Tommy or myself, head back to episode one, give it a listen. Cannot believe that over 65,000 people have now heard our story of how fasting has transformed our lives. Oh. It's short, it's to the point, it's relatable, and we really just want to encourage you that if we can do it, you can do it too. Yes. If you're a long-term listener, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for continuing yes. to subscribe, rate, review, download, whatever the metrics are that tell the podcast. Yeah, click uh, the buttons, all the little buttons. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, save, review. I don't know. Do it multiple times. I'm sure Bookmark it'll help. It. Bookmark it. Auto download, right? No, all of those metrics tell the podcasting world that we are bringing value each and every week to our listenership. So we just want to internally grateful for y'all as it's just incredible, Tommy, that we continue to grow and reach so many people. But that is part of our mission and our vision that we want to encourage mere mortals like ourselves that you can make sustainable lifestyle change with the tried and true art of fasting. So Absolutely. as we come up to the second half or well into the second half of the month of January, so one twelfth of our year, right? We're going to talk about a concept and you've, depending on how long you've been in the health and wellness space, but if you've done any lifestyle change or tried to do any lifestyle change in the past, you've probably come across some personal growth books or self-help books in the form of habit formation, 21 days to make a habit, which is not entirely true. If it's, you know, we'll talk, but if it's something like putting a glass of water in before your morning coffee, yeah, probably in 21 days, that becomes part of your subconscious operating system and you don't have to think about it anymore. But lifestyle change, research shows six to 12 months, right? Yeah. But we also know that by the end of January, most of us mere mortals that set resolutions fail. And last week we talked about some of the starting points on your fasting journey or how to become more consistent in your fasting journey. So going back to the habit conversation, what we're going to talk about today is what we're called habit ladders. So you've heard of habit stacking, James Clear, Atomic Habits, Tiny Habits, Great all of these different books and resources that are out there. Incredible. But knowledge is not power. Tony Robbins likes to say the application of knowledge is power. So we want to talk to you today about what habit ladders are and then ultimately where most people mess it up 
and then how we're going to apply this to a long-term health, weight loss, and fasting lifestyle. Mm. So if you've ever tried to create a new habit in the past, especially if it was based on a New Year's resolution or something something big at the beginning of the year or in preparation for something big, oftentimes that's accompanied by like trying to change everything all at once. Large overhauls might be stopping something cold turkey or bringing something brand new in that it's not necessarily well thought out or it's, it's not necessarily done in a way that can be like incrementally integrated with your existing, you know, schedule, way of life, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. You try to change everything all at once. It can feel like, Hey, I just want to do everything now and I want to get it all right. And there's nothing really wrong with it, but that is the first step of what could be, you know, a failed habit change down the road. So failed whereas, install, you tried yeah, to install windows yeah, right. 10 and it was like meh, blue screen. Right. Which means you may have done it when you didn't have enough hard disk space available, right? When you try to change everything all at once. What would have been better is if you could have installed it piece by piece or maybe remove some of the old, you know, nonsense, you know, back from some of the archive folders. Defrag and it. Then, yeah, defrag Not it. Not even a computer right. guy. Where's all this stuff right. coming from? I'll stop talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> then go through the necessary steps. So when we talk about habit ladders, one thing to think about is breaking new habits up into digestible, like smaller pieces that we can kind of climb the ladder up, climb the rungs up towards like a big, hairy, audacious goal, if you will, but breaking that up into pieces so that we can successfully integrate the smaller pieces and then work our way up to the bigger one. That's part of habit ladders. And then another piece that I like to think about is just is like branching off of existing things that I'm already doing right now. Instead of just trying to like install all new habits, I want to kind of branch off things that I'm, I'm already doing or I'm already looking forward to and kind of connecting these almost in a web fashion so that I already have like these pre-existing anchor points, which can be really helpful too. And it doesn't feel like I'm necessarily starting from scratch, but then it also, if I need to scrap part of it or scrap something, then it doesn't feel like I'm throwing the baby out with bathwater, if you will. Yeah. And where this came really clear for me, was when I read The Power of Habit by Peter Duhigg. Mm. And he was talking about triggers. And if you've read Atomic Habits, you'll know about the routine, the cue that happens, let's say it's a time of day. And then yeah. routine, you do the thing, you go to work, you get up, you make bread, whatever it is. And then you get a reward for the thing that you did. The action, right. the reward, like the routine is the action. The reward is that dopamine, happy hormone, serotonin, right? Like, yeah thing that you want, right? So the cue, the routine, the reward, or the cue, the awareness, the action, and then the reward. And, you know, for instance, you can look at things like flossing, mm -hmm. right? At the beginning of every habit, there's a cue. So this is the thing that tells your brain, okay, it's time to start this habit loop, right? And that cue, honest, let's be transparent here, I suck at flossing. <laughs> it's not fun. Don't right. enjoy it, okay? Not a lot of dopamine at the end of it. Part of my dental routine, by the way, Got the wifey and I new Sonic Care. If you're out there, Sonic Care toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah, from Costco. Man, I'm suburbia living. <laughs> yes, I buy clothes from Costco. Don't judge me. I got the two pack. Now I didn't get the. There were four options, and the mm -hmm. the premier option way over here. This is an audio medium, but in a visual way, and from left to right, I would have four boxes at Costco. If you've been to Costco, you know what I'm talking about. 
And I was like, ah, these are kind of the low level here. And then you've got the intermediate. Then you've got the, oh, these are pretty nice. And then you've got like the Cadillac over here, right? And the only difference between the, wow, these are pretty nice and the Cadillac was that the charging mechanism was an actual, it looked like a glass. Oh, okay. Just so it was aesthetically like, pleasing. It was bougie, right? It was like a glass, but it wasn't really glass. And that you put it in there and it stood up and that was literally the stand and it charged it. I was like, nah, I don't need that. It's just going to get dusty. Fancy. Or my kids will put water in it or something. So I got the next level down from there. By the way, this has drastically changed my desire and enjoyment of my dental hygiene routine. I know this is an uh, aside from the point. Kinda. I can't believe I've been I manually know. brushing all these years. <laughs> Holy guacamole, just crazy. Anyway, back on track. So habit loop, there's a cue. So you brush your teeth and then the cue is it's time to floss. Mm -hmm. But once your brain spots the cue, you go into zombie mode. You're driven by your routine rather than conscious thought. Yeah. So you do brushing your teeth into the floss and then the habit ends in a reward. So the reason you're driven by the cue and the routine in the first place is really, now this is a short-term, long-term thing, and we'll talk about that in the habit ladder here in just a minute, but it's when you floss, it's a release of tension knowing that you won't have that awkward conversation with your dentist, <laughs> right? Six months from now, when you go yeah. back in for another clean. Have you been flossing? Yeah, they always ask because they know what the answer usually is or that if most people don't really want to admit to the fact, you know, so, but that release of tension that, hey, I'm not going to have to fudge my, my actual performance here or have them see the lack of performance anyway, you know, and go, right. Yeah, I'm going to have a better outcome here. So guys, isn't this a fasting podcast? Yes. So yes. I want you to visualize, you've probably seen this meme or image going around, GIF going around, you've probably seen it at some point where there's two ladders and there's a ladder that have these big rungs and there's a little caricature stick figure dude who can't reach it. <laughs> right. And yeah. the big Harry audacious goal, lose 50 pounds, lose 30 pounds, adopt a fasting lifestyle, reverse diabetes, fix, come off medications, get rid of my blood pressure, whatever is at the top, right? A very long-term, big result-based goal, but you can't even get to the first rung. He's just putting his hands up, can't even reach. And then yeah. on the other side is a ladder that has small steps, right? So we're talking about, this is what we're talking about visually about the habit ladders. We want to take those small steps that become like the cue for the floss after the brushing of your teeth to reduce the tension from that awkward conversation that you have with your dentist. It could be the same with blood work with a provider, that routine yearly blood work, right? Yeah. But then that feeling goes away. That icky feeling of like, oh man, I got to do this again, right? Mm, because yeah. it's 12 months apart. So we need to shorten that cue action, right? That cue routine, cue action reward cycle. Yeah. With keeping that big result based goal more present time, more rather than, you know, often never, never land. It's here now in the way that we're acting in the way that we're showing up. Yeah. And like even a fasting example could be, we've seen a lot of pointing to certain fasts as holy grail fasts, holy grail type fasts lately. One example being a 42 hour fast being like the holy grail of, of fasting for whatever reason. And the thing about it is that that's not an easy fast to just to get to, especially to, to step into from the beginning or to kind of master. There's a, there's a lot of- Or to really be there. consistent with. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't leave a lot of like life events to fit into a rolling 42 to 48 hour fasting lifestyle. Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of room for error. There's a lot of potential issues that kind of come along with, with the mindset and the physiology behind it and the transitioning into, into more of a fat burning state, metabolic flexibility, insulin resistance, blood sugar levels, the list goes on. So, but the thing about that is that's like 
one of those big rungs that a lot of people can't reach. You know, if you just tried to jump into that, you might be so uncomfortable and out of your element that it feels like that first rung is like unreachable. Whereas if we go, okay, you know what? Let's go back to, to last week's episode where we talked about a 10 hour nutrition opportunity window and the extraordinary results that, that a large patient population saw with, with a 16 hour, excuse me, a 14 hour fast with a 10 hour nutrition opportunity that was from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And that's a much more attainable rung on the ladder. So if you're getting started off with fasting, finding that attainable rung, and even if you go, you know what, I, I would like to accomplish a 42-hour fast or, or whatever the case may be, for whatever reason, then that's just that might be three or four rungs up. It might be 10 rungs up. But the point is that where you start and what your first goal is, and whether that's achievable or realistic or something that could lead you to the next rung, rather than just being this like, oh, it's there, I know what I want, but I, I can't reach it. And I've been trying and trying and trying. That can be a very frustrating, like negative feedback loop versus the one where I'm, I'm building one rung on top of the other. One of the most downloaded episodes that we've done is, is on discipline versus willpower. And discipline ultimately is not like, oh, you're a Navy SEAL. It's really just the subconscious wiring over time of things that become part of your core values on how you operate. Yeah. Right. And what things do you really want? Yes. So I've recently stopped drinking. Been since September. Had a 50th birthday celebration for some family up in Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. And there was a shuttle bus. The event was at the winery. Crazy cool event, right? Like Friday night at the PGA of America, like golf bays and all this stuff. And wow. There was always transportation provided. A lot of people, it's a big birthday. So it's, yeah. it's like one of those decade birthday celebrations, right? Wow. So people yeah. are coming in and just incredible, awesome time. In leading up to that event, there was a conversation on, you know, us taking the shuttle and we have kids. We're like, mm. well, I don't know many shuttle buses that have car seat hookups for one. And number two, shuttle buses don't typically leave when our kids need to go to bed. So there was like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can have cousin X drive you because he doesn't drink. And I'm like, Neither do I. And this yeah. is new. Wow. This is yeah. after years, right? <laughs> so it was just this like awkward pause, like, oh, yeah. And I don't plan on it. Going up mm -hmm. until this party, I don't plan on it for the foreseeable future. Wow. And it's just one of those things now that is for some reason over the last since September 24th until till now has just become like a decision that I no longer have to make. I don't know if it's going to be like that forever. Our 20 year anniversary, maybe there'll be some champagne. I don't know. Yeah. But for now, it's like, that's become a part of my core values. It's like, no, it's not a decision I make anymore because it's, it's just not in the cards for me right now, mm. right? Yeah. So when we're talking about these things that are far off, it's not like, especially in this time of year, right? Where it's New Year's resolution, New Year, New Me, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. We try to hit these big home runs. So one of the most downloaded episodes we have is about discipline versus willpower. So I don't have to have willpower to say no at that event. It had just become part of my subconscious wiring. Like, no, I'm just not mm. interested. Right. Yeah. But the episode is episode 125 and it talks about the I will power and I won't power versus the I want power. And what I heard you saying there was talking about the what you want at the end of the ladder, like that big, hairy, audacious goal. Yep. So most people think it's I get motivated, I take an action, I get a result. It's not. Go listen to the episode. It's take an action, get a result, continue to be motivated when you have the right target. Yeah. And that's where I kind of want to start unpacking habit ladders, because if we use just an example of like, I want to work out, the end of the sequence triggers the beginning of the next. So you wake up, 
and you get dressed. But now instead of putting on work clothes, you put on running clothes. Mm. This whole like lay the clothes out the night before thing, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Duh, right. now I'm dressed to go run. Am I just gonna, I can't go to work now. I have to go do the thing, <laughs> right? Like you meandering yeah. out into the garage to do a cold yes. plunge. Yes. Yeah. And I've been working on that habit in and of itself over the last year. But the cool thing there is that, you know, now that I kind of have ingrained that and that that's kind of been, become its own habit ladder, I'm kind of branching off of that and connecting pieces, like I mentioned, like a kind of like a, a web, like mm -hmm. a web, if you will, that now if I want to do something new, like like the sauna, I put that stuff next to the cold plunge. Like, so I, I know I'm going to meander out there. I know it's going to be the first thing I do in the morning because, you know, what I really would love to do is just go grab some coffee, you know, when I, when I first wake up. But at the same time, what I know would be better. And so what I do every day is I grab some water, grab some salt, shout out element every day. Element. Yeah. Water and salt, water every and salt every day. Every day it didn't start off like that. That would every if, day, every day. All right, Every I'm day. six out of seven days. So just to everybody listening, <laughs> Tommy right now is winning, okay? Because I'm a six out of maybe five and a half out of seven day guy where I get it right. I can't remember the last day that I didn't do it. I'm pretty proud of it. But if I have an off day, I'm not going to let that distract me on the next day. Right? Yeah, and like, you know okay. I'm being cheeky with you on purpose sure. because we have this perfectionist mindset. It yes. does become every day. Yeah. It just takes the habit That's a ladder. That's core value for me now. Yes. It didn't used to be though. So right. I'm not on a soapbox or a pedestal or anything else like that. Right? You, man. Yeah. You know, so like, but if I would have set out like that to get every single day right, that would have felt like an unattainable first rung on the ladder. But that would have felt now, like a New Year's resolution. Yes. I will, I won't. Yes. And so now branching off, I can put gym clothes to go over to the sauna after the cold plunge. And then, you know, so working on functional fitness, working on some strength goals for this year and, you know, also having some passive cardiovascular strain, you know, through the sauna. I like the mindset shift of cold plunge. I mean, there's physiological benefits as well that I love, but I like just setting the intention for the day. Yeah. Do the hard it's, thing first. Yeah. Three, yeah. four minutes, like just jumping in. It doesn't have to be freezing cold, but mine usually is the colder, the better for me. I just love that. And it makes me feel like, you know what, an, an additional rung on the ladder, if there's something else that I want to achieve, whether it's correcting something on the blood work or it's setting a new you know, business goal or a new financial goal or marriage goal or parenting goal, whatever it might be, each one of those rungs now feels much more attainable because I, I have a list of other successes that I've kind of built with small steps. And I, like that's my favorite part about habit ladders. It's like success leaves clues. So I can, yep. I can point to a whole bunch of new habits that I have versus a couple of years ago when I found it very difficult to install any new habits. Eat less, move more. Fasting is, it's the opportunity, the invitation, the social circle, the mm. Hallmark calendar, Pressure. the life events, yeah. pressure at work, the food trucks, the taco Tuesdays, the, you know, <laughs> food decisions that are yeah. so more, much more difficult, right? Fasting is simple, but not always easy, right? And we want to make sure that we're not undernourishing long-term. We want to get mm -hmm. the weight off quickly. We want to put in, install some of these habits. So to round out the whole waking up, working out example that I was using is wake up, put on the running clothes or workout clothes instead of the work clothes, right? Okay, duh, now I'm going to go work out or run. Mm -hmm. And then when you finish running, you're sweating. You're not going to just go put clothes on. You're going to go shower. And then okay. after the shower is like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Okay, great. This is the standard new year, new you kind of thing. I'm hungry. All right. Well, I just worked out. So most times we're going to make a better decision 
about a healthy meal rather than garbage breakfast food or dessert for breakfast. Ah, okay, good point. Because you just exercised. You're like, well, I don't just undo what I just did. I don't want to undo it. Yes. Right. So you're stacking a habit. You eat more of a clean, more intentional meal. And then you get the energy boost from that and endorphins from running. That's exactly what people need to do to, let's say you were saying, tackle the hardest work first thing in the morning. Like yeah. eat the frog, right? Eat the frog. I love that. Yeah. You don't want to think about eating the frog all day. Eat the dang frog. Yeah, just do it first thing in the morning. Right? So when we're talking about a fasting lifestyle, and, and def by definition, what are habit ladders? They provide a structured approach to building new habits by breaking them down into small, manageable, eating the frog steps, okay? Mm -hmm. By progressing through these incremental stages, we can gradually establish sustainable and lasting behaviors. And this literally, you, you said it, focusing on the wins, this method fosters a sense of achievement and motivation, facilitating personal growth and improvement. Absolutely. Step one, identify the goal action you want to automate and ingrain into your daily life. For example, if you have a low quality diet or you're inconsistent with your fasting windows, a goal behavior might be to eat out one less meal mm -hmm. a day or a week, or maybe it's to add more fiber or mm -hmm. to decrease the sugary carbs, right? Or, or to cook a little bit more in house. Like yeah whole foods rather than right? something more processed. Yeah. Or for fasting, it's I want to consist my baseline for fasting, right? The goal I want to become ingrained, the foundation is I want to fast for a minimum of 16 hours a day. Yeah. Like put that in as a core value. Like yeah. As set step that as one. A floor. Set that as a floor. Yeah. Right. And then putting a label on this target in the beginning will help break the stacking of habits into smaller, more digestible steps. So step two is Break it down. So break the goal action into a series of stages, right? So if you're like, man, say you want 20 hour fast as your minimum and you're consistently hitting 16. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why the fasting, the blueprint, the fasting for fat loss that we have in the show notes, you can click it free 20 page PDF. We'll send it to your email inbox. It's a great restart for the year. It's a great accountability partner. It shows different fasting schedules, but it breaks them down mm. and shows you how to ramp up your fasting thing. So if you if fasting works for you, but you're not consistent with it, well, then break it down into not all oh, let me do 72 hour fast until I lose oh, the weight. Let me do Angus off, yeah. Barbieri and just fast for 300. And I always forget the name. days, whatever. 380, whatever days and yeah. lose 276 pounds, which is the exact amount he would lose if he hadn't eaten based on equations and yep. math, which is not my thing. So I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> but that's not giving you any opportunity to build on those foundational habits of breaking your fast and how to break your fast and what is a sustainable fasting window for you do you like morning do you like evening does it affect your sleep how's your stress how do you have relationship things like non-negotiable date nights right so you got to break it down into into progressive so step step two break it down into progressive stages so smaller more achievable actions that when combined culminate in the end desired habit okay so taking that 20 hour fasting goal minimum that I want to install and then saying, okay, I'm at 16 now. So over the next week, two weeks, month, let me do 17 hours. And then let me, let me ratchet it up instead of going from 16 to 20. I'm going from 16 to 17. Let me install that and let me, let me see how that feels. Let me try that on. Let me let that integrate in with my self image at this point. And now, then let me, let me ratchet it up a little bit more. Go to 18, go to 19, go to 20, right? 
rather than going from 16 to 20. And then it's a big off and on. It's a big switch. Does this feel right? Eh, it's a lot easier to just to go back to what I was doing before, which is exactly what I don't want to do. Listen, this is where people screwed up. Let's be honest. This is where I've messed it up so many times. Yeah. Because some of you are thinking, why do I need a month to go from 16 to 20? <laughs> Step three in the habit ladder creation is make it too easy. Make and it this too comes easy. from James Clear's Atomic Habits, propose the idea of starting small. Yeah. Very, very small. Tell your ego to be quiet. If the goal is to automate a behavior, you should try and make the initial habit so easy that it takes no time or effort to do it all. Wow. Make it easy. I just remember the story. I've shared this before. I'm not sure if it's ever been on a pod episode, probably about I was at a conference and this mindset coach was up on stage. He was talking about one of his clients. This gentleman had lost 75 pounds like eight to 10 times, lost it, mm -hmm. gained it, lost it, gained it, lost it, gained it. And he was like, all right, you're now my client. For the first 90 days, this is what you're going to do. You're going to set out your clothes. Talk about habit ladder stacking. You're going to mm -hmm. set out your clothes. You're going to get dressed for the gym. You're going to fill your water in your pre-workout. You're going to take it on the way to the gym. You're going to drink your container. You're going to walk into the gym. You're going to scan in. You're going to go to the water fountain. You're going to refill your water container and you're going to leave. <laughs> and everybody That's in the it. room went like, what? <laughs> That's dumb. Like I could see it right already. Rewiring. Yeah. It was so easy. He would go to the gym and lose 75 pounds in six months and then gain it back six months. He did this for almost a decade. Yeah. These off, things are off, off, off on, off on. These are now things that are so subconscious when you make it too easy to fail. So that's step three. Some of you are thinking that's too easy. Right. Right. And then step yep. four is where most people fall off the wagon. And here is where we talk about progress and it's different for everybody. After a couple weeks or months, you want to progress through the stages of progress, progress the habit, but wait mm -hmm. until you're ready. Well, how do I know if I'm ready? We got to try some stuff. So it's crucial that you don't rush this step because many people want to move to the next stage after a couple of days. Remember, sure. I was like, ooh, yep. Tommy's example, that's going to annoy some people. It's too easy. <laughs> Remember, we're trying to automate them. It should become an almost unconscious part of your day before progressing. I will tell you this. With my cold plunging, I'm not doing it for inflammation or recovery. I'm doing it for brown fat activation or growth so I can decrease my visceral adiposity. That is why I'm doing it. And for the 2.5x dopamine, because I'm a better dad, better husband, better parent, better friend, I'm just a better, more happy person when I do cold plunges. Yeah, you come out like feeling very different from when you, yeah. you go But here's the you. thing. I've never liked going in and I still don't to this day. Yeah. <laughs> so when I started decreasing my temperature, I was doing cold 20 minute cold plunges, 50 degrees. Okay. Low and slow. And then I was I read some research about that's a cold plunge, not an ice bath. I'm not getting the physiological response I need. I'm not seeing the changes in my heart rate variability. We've done an episode on that. If you're new and you want to go back and listen, that is a health metric that I'm trying to move the needle on. Right. Yeah. And it's been painfully slow. Sleep's another one, stress, another one, et cetera. So. There's a very distinct reason why I'm doing this. Two reasons. So I decided that, you know what? I'm just going to start doing sub 40 cold plungers. Yeah. You know how many of those I did consistently? Seven out of seven? No, one. <laughs> and I was like, that is awful. How is 10 degrees that much worse? It's different. It is and I, different. And I was like, I'm just, I'm not, I didn't do it. I just stopped for a whole week. I was just like thinking about it. And I'm like, not doing it. That was awful. Terrible. Oh, no. Let me turn that one off. So I had to go back and I was like, okay, let me do this. Every two days, I'll drop it two degrees. So about a degree a day. Okay. So I did 48. I did 46. I did 40. It wasn't perfect. Maybe one day I negotiated down with myself. I was like, I'll do one degree today. <laughs> not sure. But it was still 
progressing through yeah. the too easy to fail. I can do one, one degree. Come on. One degree come on. difference. Come on. Like I'm going to thermometer yeah. probably doesn't is even as accurate enough to make it one degree, right? right? You needed to be the, the frog in the boiling pot of water. You needed yeah. to make yourself the frog in, in there, you know, earlier we were yeah. eating frogs. Now we're boiling them. So yeah, yeah now no, I'm freezing them. I don't know. I've lost the, I don't know where we are, but anyway, <laughs> I got to sub 40 and guess what? It's still terrible getting in just as terrible. It was at 50. Yeah. I might even dare say, cause it's been early. It's, it's still new that it's a little bit easier to get in the colder it is. <laughs> maybe because you go numb faster. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe I'm numb faster. Maybe I'm not staying in as long. I don't know yet. I did it. I was like, you know what? I can do this. I've been doing this for long enough. I can go straight to sub 40. Wrong. And I'm watching these guys and gals on socials. Like yeah. there's a couple of guys that I follow. They're like 4.30 in the morning. They live in Manitoba, Alberta, like, Yukon territory yeah, and it's minus circle. <laughs> 48 and they've got a hat and gloves on and they're going oh, and they've done man. this for years. This is, these aren't just new, you know, influencer type guys. Yeah. And they're out there like the guy sent his dog inside one day. He's like, it's too cold, buddy. Go inside. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can do 40 degrees and I couldn't, I couldn't stick with it right away. So I had to progress up the smaller step. Remember that visual we talked about the ladder that has a lot of tiny steps or the ladder that the little guy, the little caricature guy or gal can't even reach the first rung. Just can't reach it. Yep. Which leads to step five of habit ladder construction, which is it's not magic. It's not unicorn pixie dust, right? My kids still believe in the tooth fairy. So we have this little glitter. Well, my son doesn't, but my daughter does. My son's younger. Figure that out. <laughs> he hasn't lost any teeth yet. So maybe he will sprinkle a little dust, right? Well, magic. It's not, it's not magic. Step five is stay consistent. Mm. Consistency is uh, is a dun, tricky dun, dun. one. It's a tricky one. Well, like, but you know, as you kind of construct your your own habit ladders, you know, you probably end up with with a few different ones. Maybe I like to think about it as one for each you know specific area of life. You know yep. that I that I want to build new habits on top of. But the consistency portion of it is like what I what I alluded to earlier was taking a look, taking stock of your wins you know, kind of like write a few of them down or maybe take a picture every once in a while, like something to kind of seize that so you can keep it front of mind because it's easy to forget the wins. I mean, we're, we're wired for, you know, fear and pain avoidance. So we, we tend to dwell on the negatives or when we didn't quite do very well or, or, or perfectly. So, you know, taking, taking stock of the wins is really important. Sticking around like-minded people is also really important to kind of build some of environmental that game, in. if you will. Your environmental game, exactly. Oh, and, I yeah. forgot we were supposed to mention this at the beginning of the episode. We have a challenge coming up, January thirty-first. <laughs> yes. You want some extra accountability? Game? Yeah, come on down. Go to the show notes, click the link, times, dates, information. See on the inside. Okay, sorry, totally forgot to mention. Yes. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're going to crush some new habit ladders in there. We're going to start building them yep. and reinforcing them. It's going to be awesome. So join us. So getting to the consistency of it is like, how do I make those rungs so close together that the consistency is fairly easy without requiring big activation energy or big bouts of like discipline or willpower? Kind of if it, cause if it feels like the old way, then it's probably going to go by the wayside, just like the old stuff did. Whereas if I do this differently and I make it feel a little bit different, that kind of puts me into a new subconscious mode, like a new operation mode, if you will, which means that as I'm kind of progressing through this incremental habit ladder, then I can keep advancing. Even if I've 
you know, thrown a bunch of old like New Year's resolutions away in the past. Like this kind of gives me the mental permission to do differently and to achieve them differently too. So it's it's really cool that the dichotomy of, of doing it this way versus kind of the more intuitive way that typically just doesn't work out. Like let's just be honest. And this way has a much, much higher chance of success. That's for absolute certain. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. So peek behind the curtain, Tommy and I were having this conversation about goals for 2024, personal business, what are we doing for fasting for life or resources at mm -hmm. when we've got all this incredible stuff that we want to do, keep providing value and helping people and et cetera. So we started having this conversation. I remember you bringing it up. I don't remember how my wife got involved, but she did. So now it's competitive, <laughs> which I love. You're welcome. Favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. But sharing what my goals are for 2024. And this is a weekly thing that I'm focusing on this year. Mm -hmm. So fasting is predominantly become a consistent thread in my life. Carnivore, consistent. Now we're talking 80% mm -hmm. rule. We're not talking perfection. 
So you should be, if you look at a 30-day map, right, 30 days in a month, no less than six of those days or no less than just over three weeks, right, that I should be checking all of the weekly boxes for what Mm. I'm about to share here. Does that make sense? The way Mm -hmm. I explained that, Tommy? Okay. Sure does. So if you looked at, you know, just one of those old school paper calendars, right, of a month, and you just Mm. had a green check mark or a red X, and you would just put a green check mark for yes, I accomplished it, or a green X day by day, or if you did it for the week, it would Mm -hmm. be a green check mark at the end of the week or a red X if you didn't hit the 80%. Okay. So every week I'm doing three Peloton power zone training rides. So this is something that my wife's gotten me into. I love it. Zone two training, great for fat burning, great for cardiovascular, great for hormone balancing, et cetera. Nice. So that is three FT, FTPs, the test, power zone trainings. Four saunas at 180 or above mm-hmm. or 175 or above for 30 minutes a week. Seven ice baths, three minutes, sub 40. Ooh, seven out of seven. Wait Uh-oh. a minute. Yeah, like I knew you were going to call me out. Right? That's oh, why man. I said it earlier. I was doing a little foreshadowing. <laughs> Seven ice baths, three minutes, sub 40. Why? Because I see people have done it 2,150 something days in a row. And I'm like, okay, they're farther along in areas of life that I want to be farther along in. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And I feel a lot better when I do it. Plus it's three minutes. Like it, it's hard it's to come up with three freaking minutes, right? Come on. Like that rung is so low that it- 11 I mean, minutes a week total. So if I do to three minutes, I, I'm clear. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm never going to miss a day. Right. We're going to travel. Am I going to have, let's say we go on an anniversary trip? We don't have one planned. Honey, if you're listening, I'd love one. Am I going to ask, you know, am I going to raid the hotel fridge for <laughs> ice and fill up the bathtub? That Maybe. would be, that would be hilarious. No, Maybe. you probably should like bring a big like Rubbermaid, you know, with Get you. Out here. I am just, no influence. Empty Get it out. out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then here are some longevity strength metrics. I've noticed with my previous, if you guys have been listening for a while with my biceps, tendon rupture surgery, my other arm had a partial tear, mm-hmm. a shoulder injury, Valentine's day of 2023, which I rehabbed thankfully without surgery. Nice. Even though I had a complete rupture of a tendon, I decided to go non-conventional route. So I've noticed I've lost a lot of strength. Sure. And I don't do powerlifting anymore. That does not serve me or my joints or my spine or my injuries. So a lot more functional type stuff. So these are the things I'm going to be working on. Four days, and these are going to concur with the four days of the sauna because the sauna is at the gym. I don't Mm -hmm. have a sauna at home. So dead hang. So hanging from a bar for two minutes. Air squat, 90 degrees, not holding on anything in the air for two minutes. Mm. Farmer carry. Body weight, two minutes, 10 deadlifts which of the body harder, weight. Which is a lot harder than it sounds. <laughs> it's a lot harder than it, yeah. than it sounds. That's motivating for me to get into the next decade of weight, like mm. the next decade down because it's yeah. that much easier. Yeah, yep, there you go. 10 deadlifts of your body weight. I can already do that. Do some VO2 max testings. My wife and I are going to get that scheduled. We've got a DEXA scan scheduled for visceral fat and an update from, it, I think it was, she has the date. It was in the fall of last year. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. NutriSense, I'm doing 90 days minimum of the CGM. Read 20 minutes or Bible study 20 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Here's a kicker for me. Wake up in bedtime within 30 minutes every day. Because what I found is that whoop, that's the biggest thing that impacts my positive recovery and heart rate variability. And then you guys, the fasting podcast. I know one 24-hour fast, minimum 24-hour fast a week. Okay. One 30 hour fast a week and a minimum 20 hour fast a day. Okay. Okay. Your baselines. Yeah. No alcohol. 
I'm sticking with it for how long? Not sure for now sticking with it. And then yeah. carnivore, because I feel so much flipping better living a carnivore lifestyle. And I'm not talking lion's diet. I'm talking, you know, carnivore, dairy, eggs, all that kind of stuff. Now, some of these things, if I'm looking at habit ladders to apply it, dead hang for two minutes. Yeah. I can't just go two minutes. Right. <laughs> I need to break this up strategically. And by the way, if I'm doing sauna back-to-back -back days, which on Wednesday, Thursday, that happens, I can't do, I could do dead hang practice, grip strength practice, but it would be really probably disheartening for me to do that the following day. Yeah, right. Because my hands suffer. It's going to be, yeah, my performance, and that's going to be a, a setback. So that yeah. literally goes directly to stage three and stage four, right? So I'm going to go through these real quick again. Step one, identify the goal action you want to automate and ingrain, right? Step two, break it down into smaller progressive stages or parts. Step three, make it too easy. So am I going to start off with two minutes of dead hang? No, I set a goal of 30 seconds. And guess what? The first time I did it, I hit it. Great. Nice. Then I was like, all right, I'll go to a minute. Guess what? Out of the next four times I've tried, I've only been able to do it one out of those four times. So I'm not going to say, all right, I'm going to a minute 30. Right. No, I got to work on it until I can get consistently hitting that minute. Yep. So my first goal was too easy because I hit it. So now I've at one where it's just easy enough to push me outside of my comfort zone, which is step four, progress through the levels of the habit. Yeah. Until it becomes automated. There'd be no shame in, you know, if you've never done a dead hang before, set a goal of five seconds. If you hit it, great. Go to 10, go to 15, right? 20. Like, you know, just small, like you, you want to be able to dial it up. Yep. And then step five, stay consistent, right? So consistency is there. And that is where now that my wife's involved, I will have utmost accountability because now it's competition. <laughs> um, right. And I know I have you, who's Mr. Competitive as well, seven for seven. Uh, yeah. Right. So I know dueling CGMs here that we're going to have a lot of progress here. But when it comes to fasting, I mean, this habit stacking, this habit ladder is truly one of the things that we found personally and also professionally with coaching so many people now and yeah. some 5,500, 5,600 people going through our challenges coming up on January 31st. We found that this is the stuff that moves the needle. So if you want more stuff like this, these are the types of things that we go over day one through seven, because mm. we can give you a fasting schedule. We can say fast for 48 hours and help you and guide you and you'll be in part of our inner circle. You'll be inside of our coaching group and it'll be great. You'll get great results. But ultimately, we want to teach you how to fish. We want to teach you how to build and adapt this lifestyle. And that's our end goal. Yeah. And as you kind of like connect these, you know, your important fasting uh, or your important habit ladders to each other to include your your fasting habit ladder, then what you can do is is understanding that if you have some other fitness or health related goals in 2024 and beyond connecting those to your fasting habits like actually setting your timer making a better food decision or one better food decision today and maybe a few this week things like that that are going to lead to better sleep which means less cravings tomorrow a little easier to set my next fasting timer these things that kind of work together to build momentum you can start to understand how really your habits and your lifestyle is like you have infinite potential for it because it can it can really feel like before you start to stack these wins like i've mentioned a few times today it can feel like i'm kind of stuck in the lifestyle that i'm leading right now or my particular choices or habits or cravings or things that are like drawing me towards them that I really wish I could cut out or do differently. Tommy, you know? man, we didn't talk about this, but the Sunday, Sunday fast for me, I used to do no food on Sundays. Yeah. 
that used to just be my day to fast because my Mondays are so busy. Mm -hmm. That's gone. It's back now. That used mm. to be my no food. Like I just didn't eat Sundays. I would have dinner and whatever we did Saturday and Saturday night. And then I would just go all the way until lunchtime on Monday. Yeah. And that went away for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes to, to your like, point that you were just saying. Sometimes something really good just kind of falls by the wayside, like out of sight, out of mind sometimes too. Right. And so keeping keeping up with that consistency and kind of connecting it to other things that are important means that that's one of those ways to kind of short short circuit and insulate yourself with your environmental game yes. right there, connecting those habits together. So absolutely do something today to kind of level up your, your habit stacking, level up your decisions are that you're actually making today, whether that's like getting started with OMAD, one meal a day, like go download the fast art guide or leveling up your your fasting, go get the the blueprint to fasting for fat loss, like, or sign up for the challenge if you feel like you've been kind of oh, stuck I've already in a done rut. those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or I've been stuck in a rut or, or a metal yeah, plateau. You need a boost. Or, yeah. Whatever, whatever the case may be, like, do something to rocket yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit and like take some new action. And that way we can start building the consistency on top of that. So recap, step one, identify the goal action. Step two, break it down into progressive stages. Step three, make sure to make it too easy. Step four, progress through those stages. Step five, stay consistent. And I'm going to end, Tommy, with a couple of key statements and things that we kind of say often mm -hmm. inside of coaching is consistency or the definition of consistency, the ability to replicate a process or activity with the same level or quality over and over and over again. The adherence of the same principles in a steadfast way. Consistency is what transforms average into excellence. Absolutely. That, my friend, is an incredible way to end a podcast if I do say so myself. All right, Tommy, <laughs> head to the show notes, click the links, sign up for the challenge. You know what to do. As always, sir, appreciate the conversation. We'll talk soon. Thank you. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.